So Instagram decided to be a little finicky today, um, but we're talking about our free five-day challenge with Gina Cargyle, and um, I'm gonna give her a minute to jump back on. But if this is something new to you, we are doing a free five-day challenge every single month, and this month was the resilience training um, workshop with uh, Gina. So I'm gonna hopefully Instagram doesn't kick us off again, and we'll see what happens. Hey, Donna, thanks for being here. There you are, hello. Hi. Hi, we got kicked off for a second. Technology. I know, I know. I was like, ah. <laughs> well, I'm so happy that you're here with me. Um, I'm me excited too. to go through this because yeah. I personally did the challenge the past four days and this challenge couldn't have come at a better time and juggling all the balls with Oak and Pine. Yeah. So it was yeah. nice to be able to just kind of reconnect with everything and be guided through this routine with you. So um, why don't we do a quick introduction first? Like, would you mind telling oh, our yeah, sure. viewers just yeah. who you are, a little bit more about you? Okay, so my name is Gina Cargyle, and I have a private practice. Um, I do counseling with people, and I do um, really like deep healing work, but also understanding your own brain. And I also do energy work. So oftentimes when people are searching for somebody to work with, they're, they might be really interested in like Reiki and chakras and stuff like that. Or they might be like, no, I just want to know like, what is happening in my brain? What's happening with my neurotransmitters? What's happening with chemicals? How does the brain work? And I do, like, I am interested in both and I do all of it. And I don't think it's separate. I think we used to think that it was more separate, but it's more like full circle. Um, and so I try to meet people where they are. I mean, I definitely have people who come in to work with me and they say, I... I'm not into your woo-woo stuff. I just, I want homework. I want action items. I want, you know, and I'm like, awesome, we'll do that. And then other people are like, I just want to, you know, when I, when I had an office and I could do like Reiki sessions with people, some people just want to have their energy moved. So I do yeah. both. And, but primarily it's looking at what the root cause of what is going on with you is. So I do that. And then I also do, I have a class on the chakras and I have a class on the brain, which I've been um, offering via Zoom lately. Nice. Yeah. And the yeah. Open Pine Society actually had a chance to experience that workshop. And it was incredible. Um, that workshop that you gave us gave a really good perspective on what to do, why things work, how our brain works and the science behind things. And I think um, it was really helpful in that sense, because when you're in the you know, middle of the storm, you really have yeah. no idea what's happening and you can't really, you know, process what's going on up here but understanding the science behind it you're just like okay my prefrontal cortex is not working right now <laughs> exactly exactly and when you I'm practice exactly and when you practice when you're not in the middle of the storm then when you are in the middle of the storm you have that thing to go back to and it's not like I should meditate or I should exercise, you know, you, you've already learned and you understand the science behind it. And so it makes it more of a, like you have a tangible reason to go to it rather than just like, I made it maybe meditational work, but you, you know that it does cause it works for you. Exactly. I love that perspective. Um, so this month's challenge with Gina was all about finding your resilience routine. And if you didn't have a chance to do this challenge, it is still available in our online form. So all you need to do is click the link oh, in our bio, sign up, and um, you'll be kicked over to our 
Um, yeah. <laughs> and you'll be kicked over to our community forum where you can do these challenges here. So um, we partnered up with Gina to do the resilience challenge, how to find your resilience as an entrepreneur in five days. So why don't we just dive into it? Um, Gina, what does resilience yes. mean to you? So like halfway through the week, I thought, I should probably look up what resilience means. <laughs> um, I know what it means to me, but what does it mean? And it was super interesting because there are two definitions for resilience. One is the definition that pertains to people. And that definition is um, the capacity to recover quickly from mm -hmm. obstacles and situations. And the synonym is toughness. Mm. But then there's another definition for it that pertains to substances and objects. And it is the capacity, the ability to spring back into shape or elasticity. Mm. So I thought it was interesting because those are kind of opposite things. Like you think of yeah. like toughness and like strength when it pertains to people, but elasticity, like a nylon substance, like if you get something and you're like, oh, it's really resilient substance, you can pull it apart and put it back together. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that it was interesting that it was sort of the opposite when it pertained to people, but that made me think about, well, then what helps people to have that, that toughness when mm -hmm. it's time to, you know, well, to move through life, basically. And it really is the ability to be more elastic, right? Mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the ability to spring back and to recover from situations, which goes back to exactly what we were talking about. If you have things that you do that bring you back to your center, yeah. then you're going to be able to spring back to your center or expand mm -hmm. if that's what yep. you're needing to do, right? So it's, mm -hmm. and I, I think of all of what we're doing in our daily base in our in our daily lives is a lot of like contracting and expanding and contracting and expanding so that's why in the challenge one day we go in and we get mm -hmm. quiet and then the next day we kind of like shake all the energy off and move and try to get everything going so it's um it's 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 having a little bit of all of it so mm -hmm. that you can know when when the time is to expand or to move when the time is to contract or get quiet and mm -hmm. you have that already built in. And then when things, something, things go really bad, you can draw on those, the things that you've already integrated into your, into your life. I love that. And um, during the challenge, what I really enjoyed and appreciated was the diverse actions that we had. So you, like you said earlier, we had a chance to just shake it off. We had a chance to go within. And another thing that you gave us to do was brain dumping. So would you mind telling us what brain dumping is and why it works so well? Sure. Um, in all honesty, I, I kind of came across brain dumping by accident years <laughs> ago. Um, my daughter was like 12 years old and she just came and laid down my bed and was like, I'm just so overwhelmed by everything. And I was like, well, what, what, tell me what? And she was like, my history paper and my, you know, my English test and my blah, blah, blah. And she just started naming. I was like, and then she stopped after like three things. I was like, keep going more. Yeah. And she just kept going and going. And then eventually she was like, I feel so much better. And I was like, <laughs> awesome. So I just started using that. And then she learned it in a NYU class. She's in college now called the road to resilience. Mm. that there's this term brain dumping. So, it, and I think mm. I maybe was like calling that anyway, but mm. it's now a thing. Um, 
but it's just, you know, we sometimes it feels like shutdown because the brain just kept, keeps going so much that eventually yeah. it just turns into a shutdown or you, maybe it just feels like it's just going. And when you can extract that, all the thoughts and the feelings and just get it in front of you, um, you can then take a step back and look at it as opposed to trying to look at it from inside your head. <laughs> Yeah. And it is moving it from, I'm not going to, I won't go super deeply into it, but it is moving information from diff through different parts of the brain. Yeah. Um, and I really loved on the challenge that the people that wrote about it in the challenge were like, they ended up organizing the thing, you know, organizing like, okay, so this is work stuff and this is home stuff and, you know, creating different categories that helped their brain to process and sort the information better. And then it's so much easier to just take a look at it. And, uh, and then have a starting place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that it came from such a, um, an innocent place of just letting your daughter vent. And then yeah. like, who knew that this was a real, like, practice yeah. that people <laughs> do. and yeah, it's so helpful. Like, as an yeah. entrepreneur, we have so many different projects happening all at once. And it's mixed with our personal life, you know? So we have mm -hmm. our personal life tied in with our professional life. We're juggling yeah. so many different projects. We're trying to build relationships with people. We're trying to keep the relationships in our personal life. And it's a constant push yeah. and pull between everything that it's so cool to have a tool where we can just brain dump every single thing that is going on up here in that day and just organize it in a way that is digestible. Um, but ladies in, in this um, call with us, I would love to hear from you. I see a few people here who are part of our um, Oak and Pine Society. Ladies, remember Gina, our mentor from earlier this month? Um, we're actually going to be back with her next week, right? We're going to do a Q&A session, and then uh, we're going to talk more about the workshop there. But we also see people who did the five-day challenge. I would love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. What was your experience from this? Um, what was your biggest takeaway? Put it in the chat and let's just kind of share your experience. Um, but until then, would you mind walking me through the proper way of shaking it off? So I, <laughs> I don't know if you saw my Instagram story, but my dog yes. was so concerned. He's like, um, okay, we do some weird stuff in this house, but this is beyond. And, um, but it did feel really nice to just be able to like shake it off and, you know, just get the day yeah. going. So. I will be your yeah. model. Will you show us how to shake it off? <laughs> yeah, you'll be the model. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, here we go. Okay. So actually, it's in the knees. And I okay. didn't actually write that because I had kind of, I just, it just seemed easier to start with the hands. So yes. You can start with the hands, but you got to drop down. Gotcha. Let me pose myself. Okay, here we go. Can everyone Let see me see if I'll do it too. So... I keep going further and further back. So you start and then you just, and then you notice your shoulders dropping into it. And then just let your knees go and bounce. And then you just have to let go and just close your eyes. And usually you're not doing it in front of other people. And you just, your arms just, you, if you kind of like connect your knees and your shoulders and let your shoulders start like moving into that shake. Oh, gotcha. Yep. Right? Yep. And they kind of start kind of going forward and backward a little bit. And your, your knees are just like bouncing up and down. And when you, you can be breathing in and out and it just, 
I don't know. You have, I guess you got to try it until you feel it. Right. No, so it's, it's, it's more of a bounce, I guess. And then you can yes. take your hands out as well. Nice. And yeah, I honestly, noticed. I, I had never looked that up either. I looked it up this morning and I was like, I don't even know what that would be called. And I was like benefits of body shaking and totally out there. There's, there's all kinds of science behind it. I'm not, not the only one. I hadn't made it up. I, I learned this in a class. Um, it was called body and brain yoga, which was a yoga place in Portland years ago. And we would turn off the lights and turn up the music and, um, everybody close their eyes and just shake for like five or 10 minutes. And it just, it, it actually, it, it really feels really good. And it if you just imagine you're like shaking off all the energy, yep. um, you know, when I, when I do Reiki with people, so we have, um, you know, we have our physical body, but then we also have an energy that reaches out beyond our body, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can see it in like photos of auras and stuff like that. And it makes sense. We are made up of energy. That's, that's mm -hmm. all we are is energy. Every cell, if you go down into the, the depth of a cell, it's just energy and it's vibrating energy. And it was really common. So with Reiki, people come into um, the office and they lay on a massage table and I put my hands over them and I can feel their energy. And it's, it's super interesting to feel the way some people have an area of just stuck energy. Or if some people had some grief, unresolved grief in their heart, I would be able to feel like, feel like a stillness in their energy around their heart. Or people often came um, after work and people who had really heady jobs, mm -hmm. I could feel like a buzzing from being around all the computers and being yes. around all the people throughout the course of the day, I could feel like a buzzing around their head. Wow. So at, in doing Reiki, I would be moving, you know, the energy that was slow and stuck, I would be tr always trying to, I would actually always start with moving people's energy down and out, down and like off their body to allow for the current energy, the current calm, present energy to be there as opposed to the day's energy or like the many years ago energy from something that has happened in the past, a heartbreak or a loss or something yeah. is to, to move that. So you're, you're, you're in your present energy and you're not in any old energy or even anticipatory energy, which is mm. anxiety about all the stuff that you have to do. You create yeah. that and you create more of, an energy movement in your body too. So the shaking it off is, is just to, you know, release all of that. And plus it's good for, you know, circulation and, you know, heart, heartbeat and all of that as well. Yeah. When I was just doing it, I tend to hold tension in my shoulders or in my yeah. head, right. And I don't notice that until um, either it gets really tense and it's been like that all day and I just feel like a knot or if I just, that exercise there helped me realize that I am a little tense right now and it's really preventative, you know, like yeah. um, being able to just shake it off and just realize, wow, like that, it's almost like when you go for a long run yes. or if you do a hike and you mm -hmm. finally just stop and rest and you feel all of those muscles just kind of yeah. tired and um, worked out. And that's yeah. what I just felt just now, which is interesting because it's 1118, but... <laughs> I think it's yeah I think that yeah. that ex exercise was super super helpful so could we kind yeah. of like go deeper into that and explain why does this work why does this work so well well that's I mean I think it's just the vibration it's the you know it's the the shifting I know you're probably asking more about like the the brain piece of it and um 
let's see how why exactly it works so well I just think that it's just the vi- the vibration of the you know yeah. the like moving of your body it's like when your neck is you know, your shoulders are tight there's mm-hmm. so many you know we start to rub and we, we start to squeeze which is great and we go like this yeah. and we go like that yeah. but this vibration I think it just gets the whole body and this isn't much as much of an energy field thing to do this this is the muscles but when you do the shaking it's shaking the muscles from the inside right moving it from the inside rather than trying to manipulate it from the outside and when you start with your Mm -hmm. knees and it moves up it's like the vibration is coming from within um, which is different so than sense. trying to like press it from the outside, which is good, of course, as well. I mean, get a massage. It's great. Mm-hmm. But um, it, uh, you know, like if you want, if you had something that was tight and yeah. you wanted to loosen up, you would, you know, you would, you'd shake it a little bit. You'd try to untwist it and then you would shake it a little bit and you would try to get the, um, get the cells moving. Exactly. I got a visual yeah. of um, those pesky earphones that we used to have before the pods. And how they yeah. get all tangled <laughs> when it's in your purse. And then you just have yeah. to kind of like shake it a little bit to loosen things up. Totally. Yeah. You <laughs> try to get into it and you'd be like, ugh. you like pull yeah, it and like exactly. try to shake it out. And then you have to get back in there and like unravel each little. Yeah. It's just exactly. like that. Yeah. Just like love, that. It. Love, it, yeah. love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So I'm a geek about science. And I love the fact that you do both ends, right? Like yeah. with your therapy, you do both the science behind it, how the brain works, but then you also dive into Reiki, um, something a little bit more woo-woo or something a little bit more spiritual. So I love that you go between both, but let's dive Mm -hmm. into the science for just a minute. So uh, one of the things that you had us do during this challenge was controlling our breath. So what is the science behind, you know, really controlling your inhales and exhales? Okay. So one piece of it is the fact that this is information I go over in the brain class, is that we have three main parts of our brain. The oldest and the, the unconscious part of our brain is the brain stem and the cerebellum, which is in the back of the head. And this controls mm-hmm. all of our unconscious functions, meaning the things we don't have to think about. So breathing, um, digestion, immune function, um, fight or flight, circulation, heart rate. We don't have to tell our heart to beat, right? I think we just paused, so we'll see if <laughs> we'll see if Gina comes back up. If not, we'll request her back. But in the meantime, has anyone watched Silicon Valley on HBO? There's this one scene where they're trying to like get technology up, and there's like moments where they're trying to have a serious conversation, and then they would freeze. This is what's happening right now. So, <laughs> all right, let's see if Gina comes back. Okay, give us one second. But for those of you who are here, thank you for being here. Open Pine launches a free five-day challenge every single month. And this month, we partnered with Gina Cargyle. Gina Cargyle is our Open Pine Society's mentor. And she helped us create a free five-day challenge to create your resilience. Hello, you are back. Hi. Hi. Perfect. I could just go on and on about the brain. So anyway, (laughs) I was talking about the unconscious, the subconscious, and the yep. conscious part of the brain. Perfect. Breathing is one of the very few things that we can consciously control, but is also mm-hmm. an unconscious function. And, mm-hmm. it, and so that thought sort of travels through the subconscious part of the brain, and 
it helps to regulate everything because it's something that we can choose to do. And so that is one of the reasons why it is, um, it's just so beneficial because we can forget about breathing and go and breathe. Mm -hmm. But when we think about breathing, we're telling our whole system what to do. We're telling Mm -hmm. our system to calm down. We're telling our system to become present. We're telling ourselves to focus in on on this breath. And that is a calming thing because it's something that we're controlling. Love that. That's so cool and so it's so complex yet so simple at the same time. <laughs> right, exactly. And there's also science behind the neuro, neurotransmitters that are, are mm. released when we are breathing. There's lots of evidence, you know, that can, can go into the specifics of, you know, exactly what happens when we focus on the breath. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, I, I notice like whenever I have a really if I feel like my mind is going a mile a minute and I feel tense and I feel these things, uh, I try to recognize it early on and control my breath. In fact, when you ever have those nights when you just can't sleep because your mind is just going, um, a few years back, I started the habit of when I lay my, when I lay my head on my pillow, I just focus on my breath. So I focus on inhaling and exhaling and I'll fall asleep in like what feels like a few seconds, you know, and it's, I couldn't quite explain it to my husband because he has a really hard time sleeping, um, especially when his mind is going. And I'm like, just concentrate on your breath like this. And I would conk out. (laughs) Right. He's still here. So, um, Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting how like when you really become conscious of your unconscious movements that it allows your whole body to just finally relax and mm-hmm. focus. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Well, there's this, the, the middle part of the brain, the limbic part where memories are and or are stored and yep. where we release the, the chemicals and the neurotransmitters and everything like, um, like adre- where adrenaline gets released. Like you start to go for a run and mm-hmm you're basically telling your brain, okay, release more adrenaline because I'm going for a run now. But that middle part of the brain also doesn't know, like, well, I guess it's to say, well, I was going to go in a different direction, but I'm, what I'm going to say is that, so you're telling your brain it's time to calm down now, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So you're telling your brain to release the neurotransmitters to help you to calm because you've made that association. That's what you did the first few times you did it and it worked. Mm-hmm. And so now you have that trigger mm-hmm. that you can do it even easier because you've done it so many times, just gotcha. like you would release totally different chemicals. If you were to go for a run, like you get outside and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And your brain is like, oh, oh, okay. We're running now. Okay. Well let's, let's release all the proper chemicals to help us move faster. And mm-hmm. it just starts the body, your, your, and then your heart rate increases with the movement of your body and all of those unconscious functions, they, 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 they catch up with what your body is doing. And then with your wow. breath, you're also kind of controlling it in a way, like get, keeping it, you know, keeping yourself in sync without getting too out of, um, you know, too out of breath. You're also a little bit focused mm-hmm. often if you're running or jogging on your breath. So it's the same thing when you go to sleep. You've now told, your, told yourself, through your breath that like, okay, this is the time to relax. And the, the brain just follows what you tell it to do some, in, in that way. 
That is so interesting. That that was the piece I needed to understand why it works so well. Because I didn't, I didn't know that. I just yeah. knew it worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's super cool. Awesome. So another, the last thing that we did starting yesterday was teaching people how to eliminate micro decisions. So why don't we talk about what is a micro decision and how can people start eliminating things um, throughout their day? Yeah. The micro decisions are really, I mean, the, it's just all the little decisions. And this comes <laughs> from this idea of willpower depletion, which is you, we only have so much willpower throughout the day. And if we have a lot we have to do, then if we can eliminate some of these decisions, then we have more presence, more willpower, more motivation for the things that we have to do. Because mm -hmm. if you've got a bunch of things to do, but you wake up in the morning and then you stand in front of your closet and you're, you take 15 minutes to decide what you're gonna wear, and then you go into your kitchen and you stand in front of the refrigerator and you're like, should I do eggs? Am I even hungry? Do I want cereal? Do I have enough time for this? How much time do I have? How am I gonna, you know, and you just start, you kind of can get lost in just these yeah. little decisions that, that, that then kind of deplete your motivation and your willpower throughout the day. So, mm -hmm. and we, we probably, we do it on, you know, sort of like pre-COVID or, or days that we know that we have something, like I'm sure the days that you have a big event, mm -hmm. you probably, you've decided beforehand because you know oh, that yeah. you don't want your willpower completely depleted by the time you get to your event and you don't want to be yeah. late. So mm -hmm. those are the days that we consciously have already decided to eliminate our micro decisions by mm -hmm. preparing the day before. You know, mm -hmm. you, you, we just naturally, hopefully most of us, I think, start to think about those things. But now we're home. And what about on the days where we still have a lot to do, but we don't have anywhere we have to necessarily be? Um, mm -hmm. How much time are we now wasting standing in front of the refrigerator or, um, you know, even, even like choosing a time to go to bed so it's not, you know, 10 o'clock at night and you're in front of your computer and you're like, well, I could keep going on with this. Like I'm in, you know, this, I'm getting some stuff done now, but then, you know, maybe I'll be tired tomorrow. And then it just changes, you know, like if you just make a decision about a time that you're going to go to bed and a time that you're going to get up and then mm -hmm. the get up is, you know, I totally have struggled with that. I mean, not so much struggle, but I've tried, I'm trying to like have a set time yeah. and then because I just feel more like I have some sort of a schedule when I've decided, because nobody's deciding for me except for whatever mm -hmm. time my first client is in the morning. And so um, not, have, not waking up and, and then going back to sleep for 30 minutes and then waking up and going, well, should I get up now? Or should I, you know, you're just starting your day then with sort of ambiguity. And mm -hmm. so you might as well just choose it in advance and then stick with that. Love that. One of the things I do to get out of bed is um, my dog, my dog chief uh, holds me accountable because um, he wants me to take him on a walk. So yeah. as soon I don't use a, a, an alarm anymore. The second, you know, six o'clock comes around. If it's 615, he'll start to kind of army crawl his way over and just wake me up slowly. Yep. He's like, can we go now? The sun's out. And yeah. Because I love him so much, of course, I get out of bed and I you know, get, out, get my day ready. But it, it is, I totally agree with you, like knowing 
the night before that I'm going to take my dog for a walk first thing in the morning, like that gets me out of bed and sit. And it starts my day off on a really nice note too, you know, like knowing what I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it um, and ha not having to overthink what the next yeah. step is and just really just go with the flow um, exactly. strategically. <laughs> exactly. Animals yeah. are so good for that. Yeah. Our cat, our cat gets us out of bed, but oh, does she? <laughs> just by, just by crawling on our heads and if you don't get up, he will go for the blinds and start clawing at the blinds. Oh my god! <laughs> like he's like, I will rip these down if you don't get out of bed and feed me. That is funny. <laughs> so that we're a dog so and funny. a cat, mm -hmm. but the cat's the one that gets us up. And then the dog is just like, we're up. Yay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Animals are great accountability and they're yeah. so set in like their routines. Yeah. They have that internal clock that they know, yeah. like they know exactly what time it is. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, Gina, I just want to thank you so much for being our Open Pie mentor for September. Um, I know that the society members really enjoyed the brain training that you you gave us last week, and we're looking forward to meeting back with you next week to do a Q and A. Yeah. Um, and this challenge was incredible. Like there were things that I knew I would do when my days would get hard, but I didn't know why they worked so well. And now knowing that I don't have to do all the things and try yeah. every single thing, just like really being conscious and aware of like, okay, well, meditation will help in controlling my breath if I feel overwhelmed um, or if I feel like my mind is going a mile a minute or if I just feel super overwhelmed with so many different thoughts, then brain dumping will be the, the go-to thing. And um, it takes the guesswork of trying to get yourself back to center and just yes. knowing that you have like this tool belt that you can always refer back to um, and, and you stop wasting time doing it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So this yeah. is super, super helpful. And if um, you are watching this post recording, you can still join our free five day challenge with Gina Cargyle. All you need to do is go to the link in our bio, click on five free five day challenge, sign up there. It's completely free. And then you'll be kicked over to our community forum where you'll have this challenge available to you. You'll get a workbook. Um, you're going to have this recording here. And then you also have Gina walking us through like the science behind things and, and so many good things. Um, but the fun part about it is it's very interactive. So you'll get a chance to kind of jump into the comments and listen to everyone's um, expect or experience around this and just, you know, lean on people who will, um, who are going through the same thing as you and who are experiencing it as well. So um, I thank you for being here, Gina. But before we go, will you share with us what you have going on right now and where can people connect with you? Hmm. Um, I have, well, what, remind me what time our Q&A is next week. It's oh, that's Thursday. a good It is on Thursday. Well, I believe it's it at 9.30. There. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Okay. So we have that. Mm -hmm. um, I am going to be, I, I want to put another brain class and a chakra class on the calendar for next month. That would be, you could find that on my website at gina-cargyle.com. And then the rest of the time I am doing one-on-one -on -one sessions with people. Um, you can find that information on my website as well. And then here on Instagram. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much, Sheena, for being thank here. I you. appreciate you. And yeah, we'll see you next week. You. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. You're launching something super, 